Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast episode of Haystack Nation. I'm your host, Jesse, and I'm here with Vanessa today. Good afternoon, Vanessa. Good afternoon, Jesse. How are you feeling today? <laughs> um, I have a cold, so you'll have to excuse the sneezing or the coughing, coughing or the sniffles. Um, mm. But this is dedication right here. If only you could, if only people could see you right now and see what you look like. <laughs> it's dedication. It's a dedication. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Some people might call it embarrassment and humiliation. Some people might call it funny. But here at Haystack Nation, we try to look at the positive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's about loyalty. <laughs> Thank you. It's about dedication. We don't have any video to show people today. Yeah. Well, now that would be dedication. <laughs> if you could, uh, if you'd be open to doing a video, Vanessa, with uh, how you're currently looking, now I would call that. You know what? Let's do this. Sincere we dedication. Could do this. However, whoever's listening out there, if you would like to see a picture, <laughs> <laughs> this will raise some ratings right here. <laughs> Either that will scare everyone away. Maybe, but that's why it's just you and me today. This might be one podcast that you don't want to share with any, anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but this will be a good podcast. Yeah, it's about love. It's about love. It's about loving people unconditionally, <laughs> which applies at this very moment right now. Yes. As, as a husband, to see your wife... In this condition. With tissue stuck up her nose. That's true love <laughs> right there. <laughs> that is true love. But we're going to be talking about love and the biblical kind of love. Amen. And uh, I think it'll be a good, it'd be a good opportunity to really discuss this and to see Vanessa, we really truly love each other. Uh, okay. <laughs> this, this entire <laughs> month though has been full of stuff i mean it's been a very eventful month right um unfortunately evan and Dwayne couldn't be with us today and we had tried doing this podcast we've had several mishaps mishaps and setbacks and challenges this february podcast yeah and it just came down to the wire i mean it just came down to where it's like you know what we got to do it now or it's not going to get out yeah and how can we let that one fan down Um, but we had to do it. I mean, we had, there was, there was no way. I mean, we really felt like we had to get this one out and, uh, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to sit down, you and I, and have this conversation and have this talk. Cause I think it's important for all of us to remember, uh, what love is, where it comes from, how do we show it and how do we demonstrate it in our, in our lives uh-huh. and the difference it makes, you know, and, um, I'm just happy that we could do that. I uh, wish Dwayne and Evanette were here because obviously they add so much more to the conversation with their. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, hey, um, I wanted you guys here. Okay. Vanessa had other thoughts. Um, <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, no, we just had setback after setback. I mean, when we were going to do this uh, a week or two ago, yeah. um, I made the very smart move of setting everything up and forgetting our power cord yep. and we had no way of powering the board or anything else. And so we couldn't do it. And then, um, and I got sick and then you got sick 
and then I got sick, and, and I'm sick again. And you're sick again. It's just been a really crazy, yeah, a really crazy month. <coughs> but we're surviving it, and not to mention the weather. The the weather played a role oh, too, because yeah. there could have been a couple other days we could have gotten together. But traveling, getting around here in Texas, around the DFW area, Dallas Fort Worth, was just too risky. We had some ice days. We had some ice days, and Texans do not drive well any day of the of of, of the year, <laughs> but especially on not well days. on icy days. And there's no way we're going to risk uh, <laughs> risk that. And of course, Dwayne got you know into an accident. Oh, the last time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been really rough. Pray for us. <laughs> Pray that Haystack Nation does not uh, dwindle fall apart <laughs> and crumble uh we're uh we're getting fairly done, new though. nation huh we're getting it done though. we're getting it done want to remind everyone like us on facebook go to instagram youtube like us check out our videos our library of podcasts and videos listen to us on apple Podcasts, spotify podbean and if you get crazy and you <laughs> feel like you just want to reach out to us uh, feel free to email us at haystacknation at gmail.com. I don't know. We have an email? We do have an email. I oh. know. It's been it's been secret. <coughs> I did not know It's that. been hidden this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but I just figured, you know, it'd be nice for if people want to reach us for some reason. They want to yeah. say hi. Or come visit us. <clears throat> or, yeah, they want to say, hey, come out. You guys, we're inviting you to our church uh, to hang out uh well, we have a a testimony yeah you have a testimony you want to share with us we can get you over the phone and do a we don't have to be here in studio we have the capacity <laughs> aka of our, our dining our room. dining room <laughs> <laughs> don't reveal our location vanessa um if you want to um again share anything with us or you want us to go on location to where you are you want to you have an event coming up or just you know, you want to invite us. We get lonely. I was going to say, we're lonely. We're lonely sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're just, I'm just off putting that suggestion out there for anyone that wants to reach out and, uh, you know, just let us know if, you, if there's anything we can do for you. So, again, Haystack Nation, no spaces, no weird symbols, just haystacknation at gmail.com. Okay. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, we were going to talk to Dwayne today, uh, or at least this month, about his recent trip to Kentucky. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go because we had COVID in the family, and I was exposed, and all that comes with that. So I wasn't able to go. Um, but Dwayne did go out to Kentucky and, mm-hmm. you know, help out out there uh, for the second time because he went uh, earlier uh, or last year when the tornadoes uh, first broke out. Yes, and he was out on site uh, and helping out with the relief efforts and he went out there again i was supposed to go with him in january and that didn't work out but uh, he had a good experience and i wanted him to share it but we'll catch up with him next time um, and ask him how all that went down he's been wanting to share it for a while so uh, we'll catch up with him next time so do you remember when you were a kid Uh, do you remember that vanessa that was only like five years ago Okay, that's not true, everyone. <laughs> uh, that would be weird, Vanessa, okay? Because then people would be questioning our relationship. relationship. Yeah. Uh, but when you were a kid and Valentine's Day came around, uh-huh. 
you know, you go to school. Yeah. And then what would they do? What was like one of the traditions or one of the customs at school during Valentine's well, Day? Well, you always made a Valentine's Day box and then everybody would f- like the classroom would fill up with Valentine's Day cards. Yeah, it was a very traumatic time for me. Why? Did I was always s- afraid that no one was going to give me a card. Well, teachers make it mandatory that you give everyone a card. I know when you figure <laughs> that out, it makes it even more depressing. It's like, oh, they didn't want to give it to me. They had to give they had to give me something. Well, you were looking at it the wrong way. Like, oh, whether you like me or not, you have to give me a card. <laughs> I guess you can look at it that way. Uh, I don't know. I just always felt like, I don't know why I had this fear of no. always being left out, you know, especially when I was a kid, I just always felt like I'm going to be the one that's going to be left out. No one's going to like me. I guess I was just like, kind of like you the, had those friends that got the extra stuff from their secret admirers or crushes or whatever. Yeah. Um, I did not get anything like that. I just got the mandatory cards. You got the mandatory cards. Yeah. The, well, I'll take the, it. the generic cards. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing extra. The ones that weren't actually in the box. They were the the samples on the outside where you have to cut it out. No, I didn't mean that. I mean like the ones that you had to give to your classmates. Oh. Not the extras because somebody was somebody liked you. Yeah. Or interested. Yeah. I don't know, it's just kind of a weird time of year, you know. Yeah. Valentine's Day wasn't I mean, all I can see that. Valentine's Day wasn't like the you know, holiday no, I would look I forward think it got, to. I think it got like that for me as I got older because you didn't do that stuff. So if you just didn't get anything yeah. on Valentine's Day, you just didn't get anything on Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a very insecure little child. Um, <laughs> an adult sometimes. So anyway, so the, the point is you had these cards, right? Yeah. So I want to share some of the, some funny Valentine's Day cards. See if, see if you ever received any of these, Vanessa. Okay. Oh. Um, here's one, for example. Here's some funny ones. Um, the Valentine's Day card that says, I lava you. Get uh, it? Yes. I think, the, yeah. You got one like that? Are you Are you for real? No, but I, I mean, it sounds familiar. So I don't know if it was because we had to buy some for our son this year for his class. Yeah. If I saw that at some point or it just sounds familiar. I, so next year when I give you a Valentine's Day card, it's going to say, I lava you. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's a couple of other ones. <coughs> I love you with all my butt. What? Yeah. Because it's so big? <laughs> like, that means a lot or what? Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> guess, you know, obviously, the more I don't know where they're going the more traditional phrase would be, I love you with all my heart. Yeah. So I guess anatomically speaking, you know, maybe your butt's bigger than your heart. Okay. Well, that's what I assumed when you said that. So it's like, I love you with all my butt because... Bigger. That's how much I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so don't take it as an insult when I tell you that next time. Okay. <clears throat> take it as a, you're the one I was talking earlier about being positive and looking at the positive side of things. I said, okay. Okay. All right. Well, if anyone else out there wants to use that as well, just make sure don't. it's, <laughs> 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 make sure it's uh, someone that would, that gets your humor. Yes. Don't go tell some random person. I love you with all my butt. <coughs> that might not turn out very well. Um, how about uh, you're the only one I answer the phone for? Oh, I could see that in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, because when you get a number you don't recognize or you don't want to talk to someone, what do you well, do? I mean, 
this day and age right now, nobody wants to talk on the phone. It's all about texting. So that's true too. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that's one other way to put it. I can see it as I'll answer when you call. When you call, I'll answer for you. Right. That's special. (laughs) That is so special. I mean, um, it's pretty sad that we think that that's special now, right? That you will answer the phone for me. Oh, all right. How about this one? If we were monkeys, I'd pick the bugs off your fur. Um, that's what monkeys do. So that's how they show love. I know, but it's just, it's weird. So if we were monkeys, that's all, that's how I would show you love. Okay. (laughs) I love you with all my butt and I'll pick the bugs off your fur. That's the most romantic two sentences you could put together. Wait, does it say if we were monkeys? Yeah. Okay. Why? What did you think it said? Well, I just thought I would <laughs> pick the bugs off your fur, and I'm like, well, I'm not. Oh yeah, sure, Vanessa. Let me just. <laughs> that's, that's I was like, I'm not I that love hairy. you so much. I will pick the bugs off your hairy back. <laughs> uh, he's just kidding. <laughs> Back's not hairy. Oh, <laughs> um, that doesn't even make sense. I can't believe I'm not sick of you yet. Wow, that's a good one. Wow, I like that one. I can't believe I'm not sick of you yet. I think you do that one really early on in your relationship. I was about to say that might though these might be for like later on down the road. Yeah. After you've, you know. Oh, here's developed. one. Here's one that's kind of cute. Baby Yoda, one for me. Uh-huh. I just got a picture of Yoda. Yoda, that's cute. You've you've heard that one, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of a cute card. This whole baby Yoda thing has gotten has kind of taken <laughs> off this trend of baby Yoda. Yeah. It's well, everywhere cute. now. I mean, yeah, he's he's cute, but he's everywhere. He is everywhere. He's even in your Valentine's Day card. Um, love you, love you, s'more. Okay, that one's kind of cute. You get that, Vanessa? Huh? So it's got a picture on the cover of two s'mores. Yeah, that one's cute. <laughs> Did that require laughing? sarcastically (laughs) (laughs) um let's see here's a couple of other ones oh i expect this one from you at any any valentine's day now you're my favorite husband true that's (laughs) that's something i would say well thank you (laughs) wait what (laughs) um you're my happy pill no, that sounds a little. Sounds like you have a problem. Where did you find these? These are not as romantic as I was expecting. They're not supposed to be. They're supposed to be funny. Oh. Uh. St- oh. How about this one? <coughs> Still love you. Now that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Like, what's the big deal of it? But the picture on the card has a picture of a uh, of a toilet roll that's empty, uh-huh. like on the holder, but it has the toilet paper sitting right on top of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just there's nothing that says I hate you like leaving an empty roll of toilet paper <laughs> without a refill. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so you can tell your partner really loves you. They leave you a, a extra roll of toilet paper to make sure that you don't run out. Well, not just that, but why not just put it on the little rack? Why do you, you, can, have you to forget speak? sometimes? You know. Okay. Well, you didn't forget hey, to put it there. Well, I'm just saying, like, <coughs> if. 
you go to the restroom and you happen to pull that last sheet of toilet paper, like it always happens to to you, right? Or to me, you always think to yourself, this always happens to me. I'm the, I pull the last sheet, the last Well, I will say tissue. at our house, I always make sure there's toilet paper. <clears throat> but I'm, gonna, I'm about to say that if, if it happens in your case and you pull the last one, there's no refill anywhere, you should probably reevaluate the relationship with your partner. Okay, well, we're going to have to talk after this. <laughs> you should probably start wondering, does my partner really love me? Because that's a sign of either love or hate. Well, if it's there, they love you. If it's not there... You usually don't replace it. Are you talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> Are you getting a little suspicious? <laughs> uh, let's do a couple more. Um, <coughs> this one is kind of funny, but it's... Use at your own discretion. I love you more than I hate farts. <laughs> I was drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to say, don't, I hope you're not drinking anything while we're going through these. I should put that as a little disclaimer at the very beginning. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't That's even just, know what to say to that one. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, yeah. I want to hear someone use that one. Never going to give up on you. Okay. Yep, never going to give up on you. That's really romantic. Um, and let's see. It turns out I like you more than originally expected. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good sign. <laughs> Um, all right. Yeah, we'll stop with that one there. That's a that's a good way to end that one up. Uh, so anyway, what'd you think of those cards? Uh, Any keepers there? Some of them are funny. <clears throat> some are funny. Some are weird. Some, yeah. Some of them you really have to think about. I don't know how much you get paid to come up with cards like this. I don't know. Valentine's Day is a very big holiday. <laughs> so probably a lot. How about this one? I'll read this one real quick. I definitely could not have tolerated me for this long. <laughs> so that means if you've tolerated me for this long. Oh, I like, okay, this is a good one. Sorry, I know, but <laughs> it was kind of funny. I love you this much. And it's got a, a T-Rex that's trying to spread his little arms out. <laughs> nice laugh, Vanessa. <laughs> Sorry, it's the tissue in my nose. <laughs> Um, I would have made room for you. Okay. And it has a picture of the sinking Titanic with a person floating on a piece of debris. And I think that's, uh, that's a, uh, what do you call it? A reference to Leonardo DiCaprio drowning at the closing scenes of Titanic. And she's floating on a piece of debris. It was only big enough for her. Yeah. Well, this one says, I would have made room for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, love. Love is strange. Sure is. And the way, we, the way we express love is strange and funny sometimes. But is it biblical? Right? Is what biblical? The way we express love. Like, you know, you, you read these Valentine's cards, right? And you're just like, oh, that's funny. That's strange. That's weird. Right? Yeah. And so we have, we have our way of expressing love. We have our way of thinking about the concept of love, right? 
and we do it in many ways. And, you know, we got, <clears throat> is, is it biblical though? I mean, is the way the world views love and the way that the Bible talks about love, are they, are they the same thing? Are they two different ideas? Uh, I kind of feel like it's two different ideas. Like yeah. the world's view about love is different. Yeah. What we learn about yeah. in the Bible. Well, if you go <coughs> off based off of those Valentine's Day cards, yeah, right. Um, does any do any of those capture no. the idea of biblical love? No, no. I mean, it's funny, right? It's yeah. it's it's entertaining, and we laugh at it. But in reality, does that capture God's love? Does that capture you know if God gave us a Valentine's Day card, what would it say? Uh, <laughs> I think it would. I loved you so much that I gave you my son to die for you. Yeah. Have a picture of a cross and his son hanging on it. Oh. It's called the Bible, <laughs> right? I mean, if you would give us a, his Valentine, it wouldn't be a card. It'd be a book. Oh, yeah. That's a good way of looking at it. Right? I mean, if God it's gave us. Uh-huh. Yeah, because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because his, his, love, his love can't be expressed in a sentence. It can't be expressed in just some kind of invisible way. I mean, if he was going to r- say, I, lo- I love you, the most appropriate way to do it would be in the form of a book. He couldn't just give us a card, you know, because a card would, you know, we'd look at a card, we'd read it, and then we'd forget about it, you know. But it's harder to discard or dispose of a book, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, in, in, in a way, the Bible really is an expression of God's love for us. And everything in the Bible, from beginning to end, shows and reveals the kind of love that God has for us. Yes. Right? Um, I think it's in the book of John, the Gospel of John. His very closing uh, passages in the book of John... Uh, he talks about how, I think it's John, and someone can correct me. Please put that in our comments. Um, but I think he says that had <clears throat> all the things that Jesus did, record, had they been recorded or written down, all the books in the world could not contain it. You know? Mm-hmm. So again, you know, the fact that he loves us so much and how he shows us that love is so huge, it's so big, it's, it's so extraordinary that we can't capture it in small ways. You know, he, he had to put it together in a book over centuries, over thousands of years, right? In order for us to hopefully, hopefully and this is, the, this is the kicker here, it's like, I'll put it together for you guys, I'll do it over time, and hopefully you get it. Right? Because unfortunately what happens is that even though he has written it down for us, even though he's given us story after story, example after example, as you pointed out, even to the death of his own son, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, unfortunately, we still don't get it. Right. We still don't understand it. So let's kind of talk about this biblical love. So what is biblical love? What is biblical love and how can we put it at least into some kind of words so we can begin to understand it? 
<clears throat> well, biblical love, you know, there's a, there was a, a Greek word that early Christians would use to describe this kind of love. Uh-huh. And you're familiar with this word, right? Uh-huh. Do you know what the word is? Agape. Agape. So this word basically kind of was a way to express a very charitable, uh, a voluntary, mm-hmm. by choice, no expectation, unconditional kind of love, mm-hmm. right? Which is the, the purest kind of love. I mean, it's, it's not forced. It's not, you're not expecting anything. It's not necessarily, you know, something that you're going to do to expect a reward. It's a love that's just, it's, it's there and it's for the well-being of someone else, mm-hmm. right? Without expecting anything in return. And so early Christians would use this word to express this kind of love. And it was a way to understand what the way that God loves man and what God expects for us and how he expects us to love others. That was that agape. And of course, that's a very popular kind of term because that goes along with, what do we call it? You know, when we have these celebrations on the agape feast, right? And that's supposed to be where everyone, you know, you come together with people, you know, usually close friends or family and you have this spread and it's just a, uh, a wonderful variety of foods and fruits and, you know, just good stuff. Right. I mean, it's not, uh, um, very, it, it, it's a very simple meal, but it's a variety of different things, simple foods. And you, so you come together and you just enjoy that meal and it's an expression of, because everyone brings something, right? That's the idea that you bring something that you want to share with somebody else. And so you do it in the form of food because obviously people love to get together over food and it's a great way to socialize. It's a great way to show appreciation and that kind of thing, right? So agape, where does this, so where does this kind of love come from? I mean, Vanessa, do you have in you to have agape love for others? <laughs> Why do you say it like that? <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm asking you, but it really the, the question is in, in general, do people, do, do us, do we have it in us to show that kind of love for other people? Does it come from within us? Does it come from it our nature? Does it come from? <clears throat> it doesn't come from within us, but, you know, God created us in his image and that includes his character, and his character, part of his character, is love. And so we are capable of having that love for others. Hmm. I like how you said it. we're, we're capable of it, but it doesn't start with us. Correct. It's, it's not something that comes from within. We don't have this fountain of just love, eternal love, love just love. flowing out no. of us, right? No. And although, although some, in the culture today, you kind of hear that a lot, right? You know, you, you kind of get the yeah, sense but again, that again, our idea or the the Bible's idea of love and what the world's idea of love are two different things. Right. So yes, it's used very loosely. I think. Sure. I love Kleenex. Yeah. I love my car. I love my hair. I love macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I love table. I love lamp. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Someone might get the reference there. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, if I, I, I think I think if if love was subject to our desires, our wants, and our feelings, it'd be ruined. <coughs> it, it ruins it, right? Because think of any in any time that anyone has just made love 
the object of whatever they want, right? Mm-hmm. Usually, it turns out to be something bad. You know, it, it, it ruins what love is. It ruins the charity. It ruins the... It's not about others. It's about oneself. Right. And um, so it, it, it doesn't come from within us. But I, I like what you said. We're capable of having that, but only if we're connected to God, only if we right. have that relationship with him, right? Right. Because as you pointed out, it originated with him creating us in his image. Yes. And giving us a capacity for that. That was really good, Vanessa. I have to say. I'm not just a pretty face. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. Not today. (laughs) Wow. Not with tissue hanging out your nose. Um, I really agape you today, Vanessa. Really agape you today. Um, yeah, I, I, I like how you worded it though, because that is exactly, and you know, we look at first John four, eight, it's in in three simple words. It says it right there. God is love, Mm -hmm. right? So it originates with God. So from the biblical perspective, love is not something that we own. It's not something that starts with us, not something that we claim for ourselves. It's something that we know comes from somewhere greater than us. And we're created with a capacity to have, to be filled with this love and transmit that love to other people, yeah. right? So as, as we're filled with God, if we're filled with his goodness and his character, right? That fills us up, it recharges us, and then in our interactions with other people, we transmit that. Yes. That's how it's designed, right? God designed love to work that way. Yes. Now, you sever... Any, anything in that flow, and you're not going to have love. Right. I mean, <clears throat> because as humans, we can have a certain amount of love. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, I can love my children. I can love my husband. But when you think about, um, like, God's love, it's just there's no one that he doesn't love. And we ourselves don't have that type of love Mm -hmm. because you know i mean there are people who make life difficult for us or may you know there are uh, there are people that are very hard to love i can name about a handful right now (laughs) but what i'm saying is that when god when you have that relationship with god and um you understand that love that he has for you it opens it up in you to love those people who are difficult to love Mm. And you can't, that is not a human. That's yeah. not our human nature. No, that. no. And it, it's not our human nature is to run away, to avoid, to be repulsed. Right. You know, uh, and to, to, to have prejudice even, right. right, against people because we don't agree with them or something about them. Rubs us the wrong Rubs way, the wrong way. Or they've done something to <clears throat> us, kind of. And there are people sometimes that you, you just, just don't, they're bad people, and something, you know, and they're toxic and you just don't love them, you know. But even, even in, in those situations, um, by our standard, right, we, we, we don't, that's not love, right? right? When we um, think about them a certain way or we feel a certain way about them, even though we might be justified in some of our thoughts and feelings towards them. Right. But that's not the same kind of way that God views those individuals. 
Right. And, and you think about like examples of like, um, <clears throat> I, what comes to mind is like sometimes you have um, a family member who may have been um, killed by someone mm-hmm. and they, you know, um, the ki- they caught the person who hurt their loved one. And then when that family <coughs> or that, that parent or that spouse or whatever is willing to say, I forgive you. You know, during one of the hardest times of their lives, you just think like, whoa, like that again, it's not something where did that come from? Where did that come from? Right. And I think the only way you can get to a point like that is if you have that kind of love. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you have to have God's love in your life in order to deal with those kind of situations the right way. Right. Um, and that's that's very difficult. I mean, it's very difficult to, and I, and I do think that there is discernment also when it comes to love. I don't think the Bible endorses just go out there and love everything and everyone, you know. Um, right. In, in, in the sense that you're just open and accepting to everybody. There, there is discernment in, in, in love, but we have to be careful to not let it be our own discernment of what we think we should be doing, but that in every which way possible, our discernment aligns with God's will. Yes. You know, and that's, that's very difficult to do. You know, it's, we can't judge people, you know, on how necessarily they do that. We can't judge people at that level. But like First John, for instance, John talks a lot about, you know, um, if you don't have love, you don't know God. You know, and he spoke out against people that were coming into the church into the right. circles of the of, of, of the christian followers and yeah, claiming to love is, god is love and yeah so. and they come and say hey, god is love accept us but john was saying you've got to be discerning also in your love towards others you know so there is a discernment that comes along there's a wisdom that comes along with love and i think we just can't be reckless with it and i think that's what you know if if if, if y'all i think that's the world's view i think that's the world's view yeah just accept anyone and do anything and love everybody, you yes. know, all the same and, you know, without regard for anything else. But that's not biblical love. Biblical love it has a standard. Biblical love has discernment. Well, um, if you think about it this way, too, as parents, you know, we love our children. Mm-hmm. And what do we do? Do we ever reprimand them for certain things that they do mm-hmm. just because? Or are we doing it because we don't want them to get hurt? We want them to... to um, you know, to be safe. So we are doing these things because we love our children. Mm-hmm. So we still have, you know, like, if that makes it, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, there's a responsibility yes. there to protect. Yes. Right. And so, I, and that's how I, I feel like what you're trying to say is when God, you know, he still has his, his laws and he still has um, an outline for us, you know. Um, there's still boundaries yes, there. Yes, yes. Right, that that to maintain. But the thing is, we we don't we don't arbitrarily choose. Oh, I'm going to love that person. Oh, I'm not going to love that person. You know, for for whatever shallow reasons that we may have, right? Um, and God doesn't want us to go about life um, behaving that way. He doesn't want us to just be reckless with love and 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 dilute it and and make it our own and do what we want with it. You know, there's a certain responsibility that comes, and that's why you have that relationship with God. Right. Because God guides us, you know, because right now the world is just 
just love everybody. Yeah. No matter what, just love them. Yeah. And it's, it almost sounds like. Like great. Like great. Yeah. That's a great idea. Like a noble <laughs> yes. kind of love, right? And But the thing is, is like, again, there's a difference in the love that they're wanting to spread mm-hmm. and the biblical kind of love. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you hear the world's view of saying, just love everybody, accept it, it does sound great. But when you go back to God's word and you have an understanding of what God's love is, then you look at the world's idea of love and it's like, yes, but I don't, I, you know, you, you do love these people, but like you said, there's also got to be that discernment. A responsibility also to protect God's character, yes. a responsibility to protect the people, all people that are, that are trying to follow after goodness, after righteousness, after God. Right. Right. And when you just allow whomever, whatever, you know, to come into your life or to come into your home or to come into your church or whatever, you're, you're being irresponsible to a certain degree, kind of reckless because you're inviting influences into your life, Right that may persuade you to do things that are ungodly. Right. You know, and does, is, does, is that what God wants? Does God, you know, and do we say, well, that's, a, that's just in the, in the name of love. Yeah. No, we can't. Love is not a God. It is not what directs our paths. It is God who directs our paths. Love is a way that he draws people to him, right? Mm-hmm. To goodness, to his righteousness, to his perfection, to his holiness, and if we're just, you know, being reckless with it, then we don't, we could, we could damage and we could lead people astray, right? Because we're allowing influences all to come in and not all those influences have a regard for God. Right. Well, just think about David in the Bible and all the many wives he had. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that and they're, <laughs> well, that was something else. <laughs> but my point is that, you know, he, uh, he just loved all these women. <laughs> Yeah. Not really love, but you know what I mean. But anyway, but he allowed a lot of their beliefs to come into his home, which caused a lot of division. Well, Solomon also. Yes, um, both of them. Did, did the same, right? Yeah. And think about all the, yeah, like I said, the division, the conflict. Yeah. Everything that's happened with their families. Yeah. It was pretty awful, you yes. know, um, because... Even though they may have felt at the time that this is right or this feels right or, you know, this seems like a good idea, uh, it backfired terribly mm-hmm. and, and yeah, almost destroyed was, the nation. trying to make peace <laughs> right. with other nations. Right. So, yeah, this was a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just trying to love everybody, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, the light, we're the light on the hill here. Right. The, 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 the shining light set on top of a mountain to draw all nations to us, right? So this is a way that we can demonstrate God's love for others. And look at it, what it did. It was yeah. reckless and almost destroyed the nation. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, put him through a lot of suffering. Yes. And David and Solomon suffered in their personal lives because of that. Yes. You know, through what their sons did and what, you know, through a lot of the, um, a lot of the relationships within their family and, 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 and the people that they knew, it brought a lot of pain and suffering. So you're right. Yeah, that's uh, so we, you know, God's love is strong. It's extraordinary. It's all embracing. It's all, it's all encompassing, but it's defined 
also, right? It's not just a, you know, uh, a thing that you just, uh, it's not just a concept. You blanket over everyone and just say, you know, hey, everything is open, equal, and fair, right? Um, but there's a definite, and it's defined because it's it, it wants to bring us back to our creator to know him better. How do you discover God's love? So when you are, you're thinking to yourself, well, I want to discover this love, right? I want to be a part of this. Uh, I want to know this love more. What do you do? <clears throat> How do you discover it? Is it something you discover by research? I was in a graduate class when I did my master's uh, for social work. And I don't know why. I, I think we're discussing you know, how to quantify certain things or whatever. And so the teacher asked, I don't remember, it was a boring class. <laughs> but I do remember that the teacher asked this question, what is love? How do you quantify that? You know, what is it? And we're talking about a room full of adults here, okay? Graduate level students, uh, not high school students, not college students. You're talking about post-college, right? So, um. And do you know every single person in that room that answered the question? And there were several that answered the question. Mm-hmm. Everyone said it's a feeling. It's an emotion, something you feel. Every person. And I was kind of shocked. I mean, not one person said it's an act of charity. It's an act of goodwill. Yeah, but just like, I, any, was, other, like any other feeling, like it can come and go. Right, but I mean, <laughs> we're looking at graduate level students here, I know. and none of them, none of them, said, "No, love is an act of goodness." Every everyone you know said what? it was a I, feeling. I've heard that too. That it's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. That's all it is. It's just and, an emotion. It's an emotion. And I will say, this came from a physician, a very educated person, a very educated person. <laughs> I think he and I had this discussion before too. Uh-huh. And, and, and so it's just a feeling we have. And like you said, feelings come and go, right? Yeah. So and by that definition of love, love just comes and goes. So yeah. one minute I can be in love, the next minute I can be out of love. Well, think about it. I mean, again, that's the world's view because <clears throat> you have a lot of people in marriages who, just, who will say, you know what? I just don't love them anymore. Yeah. Just don't feel the same way I about them. don't feel the same way. I've fallen out of love with him. Boy, we would have been divorced multiple times by now. I was going to say, I mean, there are times where I'm like, oh, I love him, I love him, I love him, I love him, right? (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, if that's what we base our marriage on, then you're right. It's like we would have been, like, on and off. Yeah. So many times. Yeah. Love-hate relationship, (laughs) right? Um, But I was just kind of, I just remember that because I remember thinking – you know, now, you know, and, and I was just listening, you know, I was just kind of listening to the answers. Yeah. I, I I didn't respond. I probably looking back, I should have, I should have said something, but I, I, I think I was just kind of listening and Do you want to be the odd. I did, first of all, I don't want to be in a research class. <laughs> so I was like, what am I doing in research class? But it was, I had to anyway, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I remember that. And so uh, again, you know, how do we discover love? What, uh, what goes into that? So we're going to discover love. What do we need to do? Find somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that somebody that we need to find? We got to get to know God first, right? right? 
just like because again, God is love. So I mean, it's just gonna be like when you're, you know, you want to find someone to marry. You know, you do find someone, and in your in this biblical love, it's God. Yeah, and so next thing you do is you want to get to know that person, and so you find out things about them. And if you want to find out anything about God, the biblical God, you've got to obviously, you know, read the Bible, open the Bible. And, and get to know him, get to know yeah. the stories, get to know how he interacted yeah. with people. And just like you would when you, if you're dating someone, communicating. Mm-hmm. So prayer. Yep. You know? A couple yeah. of passages. You've got uh, Galatians 5.22 talks about fruits of the Spirit. The very first fruit mentioned there is love. love. So God is love. That's one of his, if I guess, fruits. <laughs> Does God have fruits? <laughs> it's one of his characteristics, right, uh, is, is love. And then in First Corinthians 13, which is a passage a lot of people know, yeah. what's that passage all about? All about love. All about love and what love is, right? Love is kind. <laughs> love is patient. Love is temperate. Love is, you can go down the list and see what love is. So if you want to get to know what love is, get to know God. Yes. And in the Bible, it'll define the kind of love that God has and the kind of love that God wants us to have, right? Yes. Communicate with God. Just like we communicate with someone and when you love someone and you're and you're trying to get to know them, there's gotta be dialogue. Yes. Because otherwise, that's called stalking. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm trying to get to know you without communicating with you, that's called stalking. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta communicate, right? Uh, and I think and you did that to me for a little while before I you did came not to stalk talk to you. Me. I observed. <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> I didn't follow you anywhere. I didn't follow you anywhere. I just observed you. <laughs> I watched you in public, open uh, public. Twilight or the Twilight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it, which is that one? Oh, no. That's the one. That's a cricket one. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I mean, you have to have that communication, right? Um, otherwise, it's weird. Uh, so, how do you communicate with God? Prayer. Prayer. Reading his Bible. Read the Bible and you pray. Mm-hmm. Prayer is just simply conversation it's dialogue with god yes um it is how you want to express yourself open your heart to him mm-hmm. uh it could be in the form of a request it can be in the form of a praise uh a word of gratitude it could be in the form of um you know asking him to reveal himself to you mm-hmm. uh there so when you pray your dialogue you're having a conversation with him um and, and so we're not talking about meditation here. We're not talking about mantras. We're not talking about, uh, right. you know, uh, things that you say is over and over and over being again. still and let, or listening for God's voice. Listening. To you. Yeah. So you dialogue, you talk, and then you listen. Yeah. And you communicate. That's how you communicate with God. Um, <laughs> spend time with him. Yes. So you got you to gotta read the Bible. You got to pray and dialogue with him. And then you also have to spend time with God. You can't just get to know someone and not spend any time with them. Right. You got to get to know the person. You're going to have to spend some time with them. And right now I know we live in a very fast paced world where time just seems to fly. Um, I know in our lives, right? I mean, we go to work, we come home, we have our home routine and then it's like bedtime and like, where'd the time go? Right. And so we got to make time if we want to get to know God. We have to have that time with him, spend yeah, that time with him. I mean, if him. you think about when you're dating somebody, like I think about us, 
man, every single moment yeah. we were excited to see each other, be with each other. We, we would be up till two, three or four o'clock in the morning talking or, and I think that's kind of how our relationship has to be with God too. Yeah. And we still didn't know each other. No. <laughs> Completely. Right. Right. So, you know, you, uh, spending time with God, you in have to put, word. huh? I was saying in his word. Yeah. yeah. And, and in, in his word, it's going to take time <laughs> and it's never going to be something you're like, okay, I spent enough time with God. I know him already. Oh, you're no. always it's something going, that's always, yeah, you're always going to grow. You're always going to find something new about God. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell how many times that I read a passage or I'm reading a story in scripture and it's like, I, I, I noticed something about God mm-hmm. and I'm like, whoa. I didn't see that before. I know the story. I, I know the story. I, I, can, I can recite the story. But wow, this time I really found something. I, I see the story in a, different, in a different way, in a different light. And it tells me something about God. And so, look, the few, the few years that we spend on this earth, right, you're, you're always going to learn something new about God anytime you open the Bible and you read and you and you expose yourself to what scripture is, you're going to find something new about God, right? You're always going to find something new about God. And so you're never going to get bored and get tired of it. God's always going to speak to you in some way, in some fashion, in some form. Well, that relationship is never ending. It's never ending. Um, A few other things about, uh, about God, he's always interested in dialogue. Isaiah 118, he's talking to the nation, to his people, he's saying, Come, let's reason together. Let's talk together. We're in a, this is a difficult situation that we're in right now. Idolatry was like really taking over, right? And a lot of people were falling away from God. And God uses Isaiah as a prophet, as a messenger to say, come on, let's talk this out. Let's reason this out. Yeah. And so he's interested in dialogue. <clears throat> um, you know, Romans 8.38, Paul's asking, can anything separate us from the love of God? Like nothing, no suffering, tribulation, nothing can separate us from the love of God. He said, I'm convinced of this because I've been through all of this stuff and I'm not separated from God's love. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Um, His love never wavers. You said earlier, you mentioned earlier before the podcast, we were talking about this, right? And you said it never wavers. You have the story of Adam and Eve. I mean, if anything's going to show that God's love doesn't waver, it's that story, right? Um. Here's another couple of other things before we wrap it up because we're getting close. Well, we need to wrap this up here quickly um, or shortly. Uh, God's love doesn't wait for sinlessness. Right? God's love doesn't wait for sinlessness. In other words, for you to experience God's love, you don't have to, you don't have to be free. You don't have to be sinless. No, he says, come as you are. Come as you are. As a matter of fact, it even says he died for us, which is the ultimate expression of his love while we were yes, sinners. Yeah, sinners. So for anyone that has this idea, I can only approach God. He'll only love me if I do the, if I'm, if I do the right thing. He'll only love me if I, if, if, if I straighten out my life. He'll only love me if put well, away those. he even says that he didn't come to, he came to save the lost. Mm-hmm. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. I, hold on. I was thinking of I, the I didn't, actual I didn't come to call the righteous. Yes, that's it. <laughs> right? <laughs> to repentance, but the sinners, right? So in other right. words, he, he came because that was our condition is sin. 
He didn't come because he said, oh, the world is perfect now. He didn't come into your life, Vanessa, because he said, hey, Vanessa's perfect now. Now I can start working with her. Well, he definitely didn't come into my life because he said, well, Jesse's perfect. Now I can work with him now. Right. And, I mean, we're all sinners. Yeah. We so, all fall short of that. Yeah. So God's love does not wait for us to be sinless. Right. He wants to love you now. He wants to embrace you now, whatever condition you're in. He doesn't show favoritism. Nope. Right? Another important thing, God, his love edifies. What do you take away from that word edify? 1 Corinthians 8.1, by the way, you can find that there. Um, I'm not putting you on the spot here. You did not prepare for this one. I did not prepare for this one. <laughs> what do I take from it? Edifies like it. You really put me on the spot. It builds you up, right? To edify is to build up. It's interesting in this passage, 1 Corinthians 8, 1, he says, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. You know, and what he's kind of talking about there is that we can have knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. Like, for example, the doctor you mentioned, educated, knowledgeable, but also with knowledge sometimes comes a sense of superiority. <coughs> I know more than you. Right. And because I know more than you, I have maybe the freedom to do things that you may not know about. It kind of puts you on another level. Yeah. But Paul says that's not love. Knowledge is not love. Knowledge is pride sometimes. Mm -hmm. Knowledge, um, again, makes you superior. He said love edifies. In other words, when you have love for other people, yes. it's not about what they know or don't know or how much they know. Is that your your role is to be someone in their life who can build them up, right? Mm -hmm. Who can bring them to Christ and build up that person. Mm -hmm. So that's another aspect of God's love. How do, how do we show love? We'll close with this. Three ways, Vanessa, that we can show love. Um, well... Forgiveness. Yep. Compromise. We can compromise. So forgiveness, compromise. So forgiveness, you know, obviously that just means, you know, when you're wronged, um, you know, you're open to forgiving that person, right? Um, whether they, I've always kind of struggled with the idea whether they ask for it or not. Yeah, I've struggled you know, with that too. Because, because I think... Like, well, if they didn't ask, then I don't have to forgive. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that you don't have to, but I think I, I think there there is something missing there if the request is not made. Do you forgive me? Because I think when we come to God, God also wants us to request that forgiveness. Right? Yeah. And 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 so I think that there is something to that. If they don't ask for forgiveness, um we still have we definitely still have the um, opportunity to offer that forgiveness, right? To extend that forgiveness to them. It is harder. <laughs> it very, is harder. It's very hard. But, I will say that. But I think, it, that, I think that's the right way to put it. You, you still extend that forgiveness to them. Whether they take it or not, that's on them. Right. But you extend it to them and you offer it to them, mm -hmm. right? Whether they ask for it or not. I mean, Jesus died on the cross saying, forgive them for they know not what they do. 
Compromise, patience, self-control, um, thoughtfulness, all that comes with just being in control of yourself. You can't express love when you're out of control. True. It's called abuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, you can't express godly love, at least, right? When you're not, uh, when your senses are not in the right place so good talk <laughs> <laughs> that's our episode on love it could keep going i guess well but we do have to end it all good things come to an end except for god's love oh <laughs> <laughs> that good thing never, never comes to an end and i'm so grateful for that because I know you and I have experienced that in our lives. Definitely. And I hope our listeners experience that in their lives. Please get to experience it. Even if you feel you failed God in some way, he loves you. He wants to fill you with his love so you can transmit that love to others. Don't give up on it. Don't give up on God. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> God style. Haystack Nation style. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you back here next time. Another podcast episode of Haystack Nation. <laughs>